Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to talk about all things economic today. We're going to be uh, hitting commodities, precious metals, Kosciuszkoan, Turkey, the EU decline, uh, the rebuilding the Soviet Empire. We got the full meal deal right here at work on the Common Sense Show. And to talk to us about it, we got a man whose business it is to know. Robert Kudlov, Trade Genius. Bob, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. Hey, Dave. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Well, um, there's never any shortage of things to talk about these days, and things are happening with great rapidity. You know, I've been doing this work. I started writing in 2004, and I had my own radio show in 2007. And in that time, Bob, I've never seen things move as quickly as they are right now. Yeah, look, I mean... um you know, we're at a lot of nexuses right now, if that's a word. Nexi. Nexi, um, there you go. In terms of um, in terms of things coming together. I mean, you know, we're we're at an end of an age, uh, if you will, because of the monetary systems can only support so much debt before they have to be reset. And, you know, politicians they don't like pain, so they, they they opt to what they call the passive pain, which is inflation. But it's gotten out of hand this time, and and now it's visible to the uh, to the electorates around the world, and and so now uh, the Federal Reserves have to come in to protect 
the the the, the basically their currencies and and it's going to get ugly and and then that's i think then after this next go around of volatility then i think we'll start seeing resets so let's let's talk about where it's showing up the nice thing about living in america is that we're the last we're going to be the last to see the pain so we get a sense as to how the pain's going to be distributed and if you look over in turkey you and i talked about turkey a couple months ago turkey is 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 going to become a failed state and um, they already have a strong man in there and 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 it's going to get very interesting because at the same time we have another failed state just to its just to its east which is Kazakhstan Kazakhstan's in a different position because they actually have enough resources to have what what I would call um, external um, abilities to capture foreign reserves but the the country is so corrupt that they they've now lost the, the support of the people and and you have basically Russia and you have China that have a lot of interest and influence in that area and and they're actually in competition with each other so the Kazakh leader you know and trying to defend his ability to stay in power actually invited Russia in Russia loves it because they they would love nothing more to make Kazakh Kazakhstan a vassal state again yes and wrestle control of it away from China. So this is going to become a flashpoint because China desperately needs Kazakhstan because that's where their railways go through, okay, to get into Western China. And Russia is now going to control the gateway to Europe. And you have to understand also there's gas pipelines there, oil pipelines there, minerals galore, and my favorite uranium they're the 40 percent of the world uranium is produced out of Kazakhstan can you imagine Russia controlling uranium market and the petroleum markets around the world uh, mother Russia wants to be relevant again well I, I said 10 years ago I thought that Putin was intent on reconstructing the old Soviet empire is that what you're saying yeah and somebody corrected me because I said the same thing and they said actually he was mother Russia you know, because um, he he never liked the Soviet Union. He's he's Mother Russia. He's a nationalist, and uh, so he wants to stitch back, which he he thinks are any Russian speaking parts of the old empire. He wants back under his orbit, and that's why you know he's 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 so intent on capturing the eastern part of Ukraine Ukraine back because though the Russian speaking people. From with Russian, you know, the Ukrainians speak Russian, but they're not. You're not. Um, uh, they, they consider them detached from Russia, you know. Um, and and so I think he's trying to reestablish, you know, the Russian lands again and what he lost. So that's fascinating in and of itself. Europe is so screwed. I can't even. I you know you and I could do a show for a week on on Europe, but. Since I talk about stock trading, all I care about what's going on in, in that part of the world is that the price of those commodities will go higher, which is going to cause a great deal of pain for our Federal Reserve. Wow. What's it mean to the average person in their pocketbook? Uh, well, their, their pocketbook's going to be thinner. So 
you know, you're already seeing, you're already seeing um, the stickiness, I would say, of food and energy and rent and healthcare. And my personal view is that it's beyond the Fed's ability to control short term. And it's going to take a vulgar <clears throat> level of, of punishment to break those chains because, you know, we, we have a demand issue, but we also now have a supply issue. And you can't raise interest rates into a supply issue. It's irrelevant, right? Yes. You know, um, and so right now, Russia's is sitting in a situation where they can now control the marginal production of oil, natural gas, uranium, and and um, and now for for uh, Europe, um, ship by shipping by rail. So, um, so they're not going to be able to bring costs down by raising interest rates. All they're going to do is impoverish people who are in debt. My goodness. Um, jobs um, here in America, I would imagine the thinning of the wallet is going to be related to the ability to have jobs. I mean, is there going to be a dramatic effect on employment? Well, you know, what's interesting is that we're, we're that's the other nexus that is hit. You know, we're, we're uh, baby boomers are rolling off the, off the uh, out of the markets. And uh, so people are, are powering down. I think, you know, it's no accident to see the migration from high cost to low cost uh, and city to exurb because it's cheaper. I was just literally talking to people in my, um, you know, in my uh, trading rooms and, you know, I live in California. I literally could sell my home day, move anywhere else but where I live and not have a mortgage. And so if I was forced to power down my life, um, I could do that. And a lot of people here have. In my neighborhood, I have, I think there's 30, 35 homes on our cul-de-sac. And for 30 years, we had maybe three people move. And in the last year, we've had seven. So we have people now just cashing out. They're retiring and they're cashing out. And and so they feel no not compelled at all to work unless they want to for other than monetary reasons. And I think so. We're kind of at full employment right now, and so it, it causes issues. And we have a skills gap because the people who don't or or underemployed don't have the skills. Like if you want to bring chip manufacturing back to the United States, you know who's going to do that work, right? <clears throat> so, so that's another issue that they have. So the Fed, I think, feels like with full employment now they can push interest rates, and with people retiring. You know, they're not as affected by interest rates going up because they're not taking on mortgages. So I think you're going to see the Fed a little bit more hawkish here. But it's gonna, I think it's going to take, you know, a year, 18 months, you know, even longer for them to try to see. You could bring inflation back to zero because, you know, if it was up 10 percent last week and zero next week, right, is it zero, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about actually bringing the cost of living down of things that you need. I think it's going to be problematic. Yeah. I, I read an article recently, too, to fix the inflation rate correctly. The government admits to just over 7%, but if you use the same criteria they used in 1972, it's 15.7%. Are you aware of that? 
Yeah, and you know, and here's the here's the cheat sheet that people don't know, but you can use this in the future. You just look at the annual increase rates in rent, and it it, it mirrors it mirrors uh, the true inflation rate for pretty well over time. And while rent's going through the roof here in Phoenix area, uh, not too far from where I live, so. Yeah, I, I, it's everywhere. That you go into the grocery store. It's in, um, it's in quite restaurants. We went through a fast food drive through the other day. We were really short on time because we don't typically eat that. And um, but we're we're in line and we get it. It's just a little small order that was maybe twelve, fourteen dollars a couple years ago was twenty six dollars. We we couldn't believe it. The heck, we may as well just go out to eat and sit down and eat. But um, yeah, it's just everywhere. The inflation is horrendous. What's going to happen to gas prices? People ask me this all the time. Uh, well, my view is that we'll be over $100 a barrel. So um, if you notice now, I'm, I'm looking at it right at this moment here. So stock market took a big tumble today. Uh, you and I are talking on a Monday. And, um, and oil's down 30 cents. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Oil's at seventy-eight dollars. It'll be over a hundred. They're not producing enough of it, Dave. And the United States um, um, has been behind the curve in terms of production. And so, the Biden administration kneecapped us. Even if we ramp up production again back to the Trump time, it's going to take a year to eighteen months to get enough, uh, you know, oil out of the ground and into the system to to uh, hold back on prices. So. Uh, I'd expect this to steady increase in energy costs over time, and that supports my thesis on uranium and uh, and as energy goes, food prices go because you have to transport it and fertilizer and all that good stuff. Hmm. But they sure don't slow down raising the price of oil, drive with which the future market seems to drive. In other words, I remember when uh, Iraq invaded Kuwait. By that night, gas had gone up a buck at the gallon, uh, ga- a gallon at the pump. Yep. So they they get you going both ways. Um, so does a hundred dollars a barrel equate to about five dollars a gallon? Uh, yeah. Except in California, we'll probably be six or seven. Well, right now we're at four forty something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll be if it's a hundred dollars, we'll be five fifty. Right. It's like it's almost like people. If you drive 20 miles to work and you're a waitress, you can no longer afford to drive to work. Yeah, well, that's what's happening, and people just aren't going then. And, uh, you know, those jobs jobs are going to go begging. We went to a Chili's Saturday night after a church service, and we go in, and and I'm thinking, I'm encouraged. Thought it'd be crowded on a Saturday night, and one-third of the restaurant was empty, both in the bar and the restaurant area. So we thought, well, we'll easily be able to get a seat. No, one hour. One hour. I said, you got all these empty tables. We don't have enough food. We don't have enough cooks. We don't have enough servers. Yeah, I um, uh, over Christmas and New Year, they actually, first time I've ever, uh, well, Starbucks was, was closed. All the, re- all the restaurants were closed. Never before I've ever seen everything closed on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. But it wasn't just Christmas Day and New Year's Day. It was till the Wednesday after for both of them, because they they knew they weren't going to get enough workers. And uh, um, the only place that was open was uh, Marie Calendars, and they had a they had a warning that basically uh, says we don't have enough help, so you know your orders are going to take longer to to uh, 
to be processed. So, look, I don't. It's not, yeah, it's not ending. So it's it's really interesting. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time you know where this is gonna all go it truly is how high do you think interest rates will go that i don't know um because i don't know at what interest rates turn this into a depression so i wish i had a better sense for it but you know i was explaining to people you know quarter point increases and just a quarter point increase you're, you're talking you're talking like a 20% cost in, in increase in, in in money, you know, because it's so low. So the tolerance, um, it'll be it'll be seen first of all in the uh, in the stock market because so many people borrow money to speculate, and companies have borrowed a lot of money to buy back their shares. So you'll see the pain there first, and then I think secondarily in the in a real estate market, there's just too much money right now, too much cash out there that people could just buy things for cash. That I think the real estate markets are going to hold up longer than they than they would like in terms of trying to put the genie in the bottle. And so uh, I, you know, I think we'll probably see at least a one point one percent point increase in in, in uh, you know four basically four increases in in uh, 
uh, interest rate rises. So you think there'll be four separate increases? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that's my thinking. And it'll total to be one percent. Yeah, that's my thinking. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't. I'm not really good at that stuff. I just, uh, I just know directionally we're going higher, and how do I deal with it? So yeah, I made a prediction the other day. We live. Oh, gosh, what is it right now? About 16, 17 miles from the nearest gas station. We're, we're out here in rural Maricopa County. But they're building, and they got huge developments planned coming out our way. And I told my wife last night at dinner, I said, honey, don't worry. It'll be just like 2009 when they talked about the same thing. I think the economy's going to crush this expansion. What, what do you think as far as major real estate developments? Is it Are they going to go backwards? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It all depends on... I would I would say it's going to be very uh, locale specific, like where people are leaving from. I think it'll get crushed. Where people are going to may hold up. Mm. You know, um, I, you know, you look at Vegas. They're, they're not making any more land around Vegas, right? And right. You know, where you live in in the Phoenix area, you still have a lot of room for them to build. You know, but um, it all depends on if the people can sell their homes where they're trying to bail out of. Hmm. You know, so I, what I heard about Arizona is the people that moved up to Idaho now are moving down to Arizona because it's just too cold up there. Yeah, I noted that the five migration states right now leading the way are Montana, Utah, Idaho, and then, of course, two warm weather in Arizona and Florida. So I looked at the three cold weather states and I said, I don't think that trend is going to continue. People don't want to go from warm weather like in California to cold weather states. Yeah, and also there's there's um, I think people are also struggling with um, um, with moving to Texas versus moving to Florida because I think people don't realize how hot it could be in Texas. Yeah, exactly. And humid, and humid. Yeah, I got I got cousins in Texas, and when we visited, oh my goodness! You go in the summer, it could be 103 at Christmas in some areas. It's crazy. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you though before we dive into some of these international issues, um, how is this affecting Trade Genius and what you guys do? Um, You know, it's um, well, it's affected us in a very good way because number one, we were positioned for this, so we caught the Santa Rally. And then we went ahead and we pivoted. Um, I guess I don't know. It's been a week now, where where we told everybody just close all your long positions unless they're like long term positions, and we're selectively, you know, basically staying in uranium. And then we bought the the, the Trump um, uh, DWAC because we think that's going to be growth for the coming elections and. Uh, and, and and then we've been we've been trading in and out of um, there's a, a stock called SARK, which is basically shorting Kathy Woods uh, innovation companies, and so we've had a really good we've had a really good start of the year. How's that? And uh, and we had a great Christmas. So we love volatility day because all we look for is where the money's flowing. And big money can't move without footprints, and we just follow the footprints. You know, you're like a basketball team. You pressure the ball wherever it's at. <laughs> you don't you don't allow 
the opponents to to survey the defense and even get a breath. That's that's how that's my sense of what you do. There's a trend that's a volatile trend, and you can jump on that trend and make money. You're all over it. Yeah, I think the important thing is is you have to have an understanding of the macro, right? But it's you know it it's not like um, I have like a a Ouija board. I mean, look, I count on. I count on politicians being politicians, and I count on human nature. And so we knew going into this that the the, the politicians are going to opt for inflation until it was intolerable. But we knew inflation was coming, and we knew where the inflation was going to hit. Right? It's going to be energy, and it's going to be food. And we know that that things like uranium are what's called long cycle commodities and, and it's it really doesn't care about the economics because you know if you're going to put a 100 million dollars of uranium in a 6 billion dollar a nuke plant you don't care if it goes from 100 million to 150 million okay because you're buying a 20 year supply of uranium that's why these cycles go for 3 or 4 years and then they sit dead for 10 and and right now we're in that up cycle in uranium so it's 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 economically insensitive, and and so that's what we look for, and then we just we just watch our indicators, and they say buy, we buy. Like we've been short all week uh, from the beginning of the year, we've been short the market, and in fact, I'm just as we're talking, I just flipped long because because uh, we we went down and we hit what's called our buy zones, Dave, and so we're going to get a bounce now for probably a couple days. And then the trend will continue back down again. So that's all we do is we basically let the money flow in our range um, uh, trader. And just for people listening, what we have for our service is we have two algorithms running. One is looking at a range and one is looking at a trend. And we just apply those buy signals and sell signals. So if you want to trade with us, just go to tradelikeagenius.com. We have seven bundles put together, uh, promo code winner. You can uh, go ahead and um, uh, get 65% off anything pre-bundled. Uh, anything that's not bundled, you can use the promo code to get 40% off. You can trade stocks. You can trade cryptos. You can trade the day, day trade with us in the markets. And we do very well. And like I said, we're, we're unbiased in the sense where the, the money's telling us to go left, we go left, even if our heart is telling us to go right. And you just follow the money, and you can't help but make money over time. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't manage with your heart. You have to use the trends. I totally agree. So let me see if I got that right. Winner is the coupon code, 65 and 40, the bundled versus non-bundled discounts. And uh, is is there a, a, a sunset date on that? Yeah, so usually, Dave, for your listeners, we, we have it at Saturday. So it'll be the... Um, 15th, I believe, of, of, of January yes. at midnight. We're going to hold those discounts for your listeners. Okay, making a note here. And that's go to tradelikeagenius.com. Tradelikeagenius.com. Yeah, if I don't ask that here, I, you know, at this point, I get people that email me, hey, why don't you give out information here? I want to make money too. I mean, I, I hear this a lot. I know the last time we talked, um, we had talked about last year's performance, and you said you had a lot of people that got fifty percent return on investment. Yeah, yeah I'm, well, very well. And so our profit factor remains the same. We're still, <clears throat> we're still, you know, two out of three trades are winners, and our winners out 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 uh, form our losers. 
So we have what's called a prop, prop, um, a positive profit factor. And so, um, you know, we started the year off with a bang. And, uh, and you know, I'm just going to flip over and just look at some of the trades that we took here while we're talking here. Let me find my spreadsheet. So, <clears throat> you know, last week we got into Vail. Vail is a profitable trade. CCJ, we caught the reversal there. Um, you know, we, we bought Volatility. We made money there. We bought Sark. We made money there. We bought Diana Shipping. That's another one. The shipping stocks are going to do well this year. There's a shortage of ships. We did well there. Uh, we caught Cleveland Cliffs. It's still moving higher. And Iron Ore, DWAC, this is our third DWAC trade. And we're in, we're in DWAC right now. And that trade's, that trade's making money for us. And then we've been in fertilizer stocks. So that's kind of where we're focused. And um, and so we, uh, we're we just going to keep on keeping on there, Dave. Yeah, that, this is... This is really good stuff. Uh, let me profile your investors for a second here, and I know there's no one size fits all, but um, I would imagine if you're tracking volatility trends, uh, you have to have people that you're working with and people that join Trade Genius that have to have a little bit of knowledge of current events. Yeah, I think. Well, look, most of the people that actually you know come to us, you know, are listening to your show and stuff like that. So. People are already aware, and they and they want to they want to stay ahead of the uh, stay ahead of the, the steamroller, if you will. So um, a lot of people have really been educated by shows like yours, Dave, over the last couple of years. And so it's you know these aren't these aren't big pushes for me to tell people, hey, you know, get into Vail, which is copper, get into you know Cleveland Cliffs, which is iron ore, get into CCJ or Quad U because it's uranium. They, they understand that these things are in short supply, they have pricing power, and as big money moves into these positions, it's like being lifted up a high tide. Yeah. That's, all, that's all we do. And then we know, you know, with, even if the economy stumbles, we know the political crazy season's coming, and DWAC is like the second coming of Twitter, you know, and Facebook and Google kind of rolled into one. And you got 80 million people who who voted for Trump, right? That are going to definitely support that company, and you know either through engagements or or through advertising. And so that company is going to be worth a lot of money. So, e- so get into it. <laughs> even if even if someone was a diehard liberal and absolutely hated everything Donald Trump stood for, it's still the right investment to make. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, you, you can be Machiavellian. You know, I've traded stocks I hate it. I don't trade Facebook, so that's the only one I, I hold back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't do Facebook. When we look at um, your typical investors, I just have a question here about uh, the, the items, the non-bundled and bundled items. I know those are educational materials. Uh, are, are they an ABC on how you do trading, or they, do you teach trends, or what goes on inside those uh, vignettes? Yeah, so what we offer with our service is, number one, you have access to how we trade and how our system works and how to use our indicators. So you get access to all these YouTube vignettes. But in addition to that, you have access to our chat rooms, and then you have access to trades that we put out. And then we also have, um, you actually have access to the algorithms. So you basically can trade things that we don't trade. 
because it's you know what it, if it's crypto asset or a stock asset you can apply alerts to so you're looking to thank someone special for helping you get through the year noble gold has the perfect gift it's a four coin set of rare solid 24 karat gold augusta st godden's lady liberties these impressive coins are bullion grade proofs authenticated by the u.s mint they're changing the current american eagle design they're not making any more only 20 left Buy two sets. It'll cost you less than $10,000, and you'll be gifted a free Apollo 11 coin. Discover more by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347. Any, any of those assets that are trading publicly, and um, you can use the system, even if I don't call the trades out. So we teach you how to do it. And once you know how to do it, you can, you can just run amok. And so you get four things with us. And... Uh, uh, like I said, most people buy the bundle that has both stock and crypto in it. Very, it's very inexpensive, and uh, and then there you can just join the chat rooms and ask your questions. And uh, and like today, I you know I put a trade out first thing this morning. I put usually I usually try to get one trade out a day if I can. I do two, depending on how the market's acting, and uh, so I can always help people, you know, make money while they're trying to figure out how to use the system. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that, uh, that when people just have to listen, uh, but I like the idea of having that chat room. I look at that as a really good fallback. Um, the, uh, what's I going to ask you here? Um, the copycat phenomena, because you guys have had so much success with sixty, you know, five percent trade wins, um, two out of three trades you win, and uh, the rate of uh, return on investment. Um, are you finding other groups? The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. So starting to imitate your model. I don't know, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I operate. So, Dave, I'm a little bit like you. So, I've been elite my whole life, right? So, I was elite athlete. I, um, uh, high school, college, I was elite um, military. I was in the United States Marine Corps officer. I worked for two elite corporations. And one thing that I've learned is when you're the lead dog, you don't turn around and see who's following you. You just yeah. keep innovating and driving. And that's how I. I view things. I don't know what other people are doing. I don't care. I couldn't even name another company that tries to do what we do. And we just keep driving along. I've been doing this now. This will be my eighth year. Actually, my seventh year. Um, uh, since 2015, we've been doing this. And so um, the fact that we've been doing it consistently well over that period of time, you know, speaks well to how our algorithms work. And, uh, um, you know, the market's huge, so you know I don't. You know, it's not like me or somebody else. You know, um, just pick me. You'll you, you'll do fine. And uh, but you know, I'm sure other people engage other opportunities, but I don't really know who they are. Okay, I understand what you're saying, and I kind of take the same approach. You know, I'm going to do what I do best. But I'll give you an example. 
over on Rumble, it just came to my attention serendipitously because the guy interviewed one of my political enemies uh, from the Arizona State Senate who's publicly going after me because I said I disagreed with their uh, uh, behavior uh, regarding certain topics. And uh, they're using the name The Common Sense Show, which is trademarked. Um, I, I could not believe, I, but I find this kind of stuff all the time. People plagiarize my work every day, and people send it to me. goes, Dave, was this you? No, I, no, that's not me. So I do get a lot of that, and I would imagine you get copycats. That That's why I asked the question, because if you're, you're so successful, I would just think copycats would be part of the process. By the way, what what did you play in high school and college? I was a swimmer. Oh, okay. Uh, that's my uh, main form of cardio now, um, and I'm so good I do the double backstroke. Don't <laughs> laugh too hard. Um, I can do crawl stroke and stuff, but my endurance isn't nearly as good. I get a lot more mileage when I get on my back. And yeah, well, here, here, here's the thing that people don't know: you'll burn more calories per stroke if you do breaststroke. Yeah, I know. It's also hard. <laughs> yeah. It's a very difficult stroke. To, that and the butterfly, are, I think we were tough strokes to master. Yeah, I did some swimming as a young kid. I was on a swim swim team when I was a kid, but you know, I was very mediocre. So yeah. I, gra- I gravitated to football and basketball, uh, where I did a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Did, yeah. Okay. Where'd you go to college at? Uh, Shippensburg University, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. Very good school. Um, very sports school. So we we're a Division two school that had a number of Division ones. So uh, sports. So we are national champs. Uh, field hockey for women. We're a Division one baseball school, and uh, and our football team was you know Division two um, uh, in the playoffs twice when I was there. Okay. So yeah. So and we had a good swim team too. So uh, um, yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'll tell you, it teaches the mental toughness that you need to deal with the nonsense we're going through with today. Let's go uh, to, uh, uh, you, you, we talked a little bit about Constance Gun. I did not realize that this is a um, the gateway to Europe, as you said, Chinese railroads going through there. Um, is this going to put Russia and China at severe odds if, if Russia pulls Constance Gun back into the Russian Empire? Oh, I, I would, I would, I would have to think so. I think alarm bells are going off in China right now, because you got to realize, you know, the United States has China blocked to the east, and now Russia has China blocked to the west, India has China blocked to the south, and the Arctic Circle has China blocked to the north. Mm-hmm. So, so China is, you know, for for, for a country that relies on on trade. Um, they uh, they they put themselves in a pretty difficult position. Well, they have to trade because they don't have the resources to support their immense population. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting, and and they you know they have very curious behavior for somebody that that has very very tenuous supply lines. They basically they've made an enemy out of India. Russia scared to death of China. The United States is a competitor of China. The Chinese and the Japanese hate each other, you know, um, and everybody else in that area fear China. So it's going to be, a, you know, it's very interesting. And, you know, what I've been reading is, and you're probably more well-read on this than I am, um, but maybe not, is that, you know, China's not a monolith. 
you know, you, you got mandarins of the north and mandarins of the south. And uh, my understanding is that there's a lot of internal strife right now because there are many people that don't want to make America their enemy. Okay? And so you have, uh, you know, they would rather just get rich, you know? And you have uh, Xi, who's very nationalistic, that thinks that this is just like the, the Democrats are trying to do with the economy is that they're in, in, in politics, you know, they, they're going for the they're going for the brass ring. OK. And so um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see if, if, if Xi's reach, you know, exceeds his grasp. Right or whatever that phrase is. Right, I, I, and, uh, I know what you're saying, though. You know, so it's gonna be interesting. It, it is, but see, from the United States perspective, I like this. I don't like to see people die in Katsu's gun. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying I like the fact that China is getting boxed in, um, and I like the fact that Russia and China are squaring off because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, so I mean, look, they're they're in a they're in a tough spot, you know. Um, they their food has to come from Africa, South America, and in North America, and uh, their energy has to come from the Middle East, and their export markets are the United States and Europe. And you know, if you notice, the Europeans now are starting to you're starting to get to see pushback, okay? And you know, the United States, you know, we're pretty neutral on the whole thing, but you know, if they do something. That gets too visible against the United States, then you know the politicians are going to jump on that. So there, it's really interesting because you always, everybody always says the Americans are reckless and the Chinese are smart and they think fifty years out. I, I don't believe that for a second. I think the Chinese are very much day to day, and 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 I think um, I think they're they're really worried. Well, they have to manage a lot of crisis, and that forces you to go day to day. Yeah, yeah. And look, they 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 don't make it. They don't they don't leave enough energy. They don't have enough food. They don't have enough water. The water's in the wrong place for where their food is. You know, uh, you have a lot of resentment that your know, resources get um, taken from one part of the country to the other, basically to support the Northeast, right? And so, uh, and my understanding is this is like centuries worth of stuff. You know, the Northern Chinese and the Southern Chinese dynasties were always in conflict mm-hmm. and so you know the northern chinese you know are trying to control the southern chinese through basically they want to take their water and move it north you know so it'll be interesting to see um uh, i never thought china was going to be the next century so and you know that you know i've been talking for years right and, right i know that uh and and i agree with you again we've talked about how they really can't project their military power but speaking of that what you're describing, if we substituted the year as 2022 and said uh, 1929, and instead of China we substituted Japan, you're describing some pretty similar circumstances. Yeah, I've, I've always said that China is the United States in 1929, and the United States is Great Britain in 1929. So, and what that means is because. We have we run twin deficits. Um, we we're we're not going to be harmed by a collapse in trade. In fact, we benefit from a collapse in trade. And so, uh, Great Britain handled the Great Depression extremely well. In fact, some parts of London 
real estate prices actually increased because people were bringing stuff back into the country. So, and I think the same thing's going to happen here. If trade collapses, you know, we're talking factories insuring again. You're starting to hear that phrase a lot. So you're going to see probably economic activity remain fairly robust in the United States. Doesn't mean there won't be pain. It's just that it's just that we, as we collapse trade, um, more things will have to be manufactured here. And since the United States, we can produce most things internally. Um, you know, we have relationships with the right countries in Africa for strategic metals, and uh, and so I think the United States is going to be in pretty good shape. Where China, if they lose their export markets to the United States or Europe, they're dead. D E dead. You yeah. know. You know the checkmating of China looks good on paper, but there's a wild card. And the wild card is Joe Biden. He's so soft on China. Yeah. And you don't have to buy into the theories that he's compromised because of his son and all this and that that you hear, but that that's almost irrelevant. But but Biden should already be standing up and saying, Taiwan is an ally of the United States, and if you continue your overflights, with your bombers, we're going to take action. He should have already done that. I mean, doesn't Taiwan represent like six or seven percent of our trade? Uh, Taiwan represents a high percentage of critical chip trade. Other okay. than that, not so much. Okay, but it is critical to us. Yeah, they, I mean, they control our ch- our chip manufacturing, which is which is insane. Yeah, I don't think. Look, I don't think. China is going to invade Taiwan. I think that's always been some sort of dream of the of the progressives. Um, you know, China knows that if they if they went did such an overt act, the the, the short term pain would well exceed the long term gain. And so, I don't think China wants to do that. I think China has a better strategy at the moment. They're basically just destroying. Uh, the the Western, you know, basically political economy, right? And um, and so they don't have to do that act. They rather just weaken the United States, you know, with uh, um, a look at they're doing. I mean, they pro- they probably control what happens at Twitter, right, and Facebook. You know, we don't know who these people. We don't know who these people are that are moderating, right? We don't, you know, we don't know where all these trolls are coming from. We don't know where all this information comes from yeah a lot of it's coming from china you know and uh so they can weaken our resolve that way you know and uh you know i don't think it's an accident we know what happened two years ago right so i think there's probably a you know a, a fifth element war going on right now between us and china that are that's you know that's not kinetic so I think I think China has a different strategy. They don't have to go after Taiwan. I think that's just public consumption for people. Yeah, you think it's a rallying cry for Xi? Yeah, I think it's just to keep the military budgets up. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's really interesting. And they're locked in by India. India's taken an aggressive posture on their border, too. Well, yeah, I mean, look, it, India is in a different position than the United States. In, that, that's, that's India's water up there. You know, and uh, and so it, there, there's an issue there, and you know, same with Pakistan, and same with Bangladesh. All that, 
you know, the, 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 and then how about Southeast Asia? You know, the the Mekong River and the other river that goes through Burma. You know, China's damming those rivers and diverting their their entire flows north. You know, so you know you're talking about you know if China went full bore on that. Is that the Mekong de, uh, Delta could dry up? Would, would basically starve out the Vietnamese and the Cambodians and the Laotians, right? And same with Burma. So um, it, it there's some very real things happening over in that part of the world. You know, with us in China, it's more like competition. Yeah, the Vietnamese. <clears throat> I know a journalist in, in uh, Vietnam who's um, from the continent of Africa, and he told me he said they hate the Chinese here, but they don't let you talk about them in the, uh, in the media because they fear China. Sure. Well, China has a stranglehold over a lot of those economies, you know, so um, that's the problem, you know, when, when you lead with fear and you lose your ability to exert your power, then then you get rolled pretty fast. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's that's what China has to watch out for. They're, you know, they they, 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 they they don't know how to do win-win. They do win-lose, Okay. And so it becomes a problem. You know, America is much better at win-win. Okay, so yeah, they, I, I totally agree with you. With China, it's kind of a might makes right philosophy. The way they rule over their people is how they try to dominate a relationship internationally, and, and they, they get rejected over it. I totally agree with you. Um, let's switch to Turkey for a second. You, we, we talked about Turkey in our pre-air conversation, and you think that Turkey is a failed state. Uh, what what is the economic and international implications for the world and most importantly for us well the Bosphorus Straits right there so a lot of trade goes through that area it puts Russia on defense Um, you know Turkey sits at the crossroads as you know between Africa Asia and Europe you know I think he went to play the the Caliphate again and so I just think I think there's just a lot of mischief if, if, if you know if there's a power vacuum there. A lot of people don't realize is you know ethnic Turks aren't the majority uh, demographic in that country. You know you're talking about the Kurds, and so the whole western part of Turkey is Kurdish, is not Turkmen, and so it's really you know it's really interesting to see what happens if you start getting a bit of a power vacuum there. And you got to realize, too, a lot of Kazakhs are Turk, okay, uh, in terms of uh, their ethnicity. So it's it's going to be really interesting. I think Turkey's uh, saw themselves as basically the center of power in that region, and Russia now and Turkey are going to be, I think, at odds with each other. Really? I thought they were getting closer. Oh no! There's a lot of back and forth right now between the two. So I think it's one of those love-hate things where, uh, look, Turkey wants to uh, basically they want to close off the Straits of Bosphorus. Okay, that's Russia's. That's that would strangle Russia. So the Russians know. In fact, I think what they want to do is they want to put another canal through. Um. Uh, Istanbul on the other side, and so create a, a like another canal. So it's gonna be really, gonna be really interesting to see how how all that plays out. People, 
when these things happen, those choke points become flashpoints, right? Strait of Malacca, you're talking about here, you're talking about Panama Canal, you know, you're talking about Straits of Taiwan, anywhere that there's a concentration of economic activity that somebody can control becomes a problem. And especially when, when economic activity starts to wane, you know, people people will start trying to take. When the pie starts to shrink, people want more of the pie. And that's why I think, be fascinating. I think Turkey is is really I think Turkey's really being short sighted in a lot of areas. I mean they still have we still have nuclear weapons in Turkey if I'm not mistaken. So who is Turkey loyal to or aligned to? Are they aligned to Russia or are they aligned more to the US? Um well, I think probably they're sympathetic to the United States. Um, you know, Erdogan though is is sympathetic to him. So, you know, he has to be removed from power if the United States wants to reestablish any kind of a, you know uh, authority there. You know, because he's trying to play everybody against the middle. Okay, that's what I thought too. It's not that he likes Russia, but he's playing both sides against each other. Yeah, he doesn't like Russia at all. He wants to, uh, he wants to dominate them. He, you know, he he views Russia owning Turkish lands, ancestral ancestral Turkish lands. Okay, it's just people just need to pull a map up of Turkish speaking people around the world, and and you're talking Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, all those stans are a lot of Turkish people. Okay. Um, and and so Turkey views those as their people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, so they're going to be naturally at especially with all those resources. Turkey wants to control those resources. How do you think they're going to pay for their ability to survive? So, yeah, um, one spinoff from the Turkey's volatility right now that we're seeing. And uh, the fact that they're creating problems for Russia or potential problems, and what's going on in Kazakhstan, um, isn't that a deterrent to to Putin going to war? Isn't he having to tie up too many resources to deal with these issues? Or resources are affected by Turkey? Yeah, I, I think they call it a happy problem for Putin. <laughs> he rather he rather ignore uh, um, ignore Ukraine for now to, to take advantage of this opportunity he has in Kazakhstan. Yeah. So, in other words, I may not get Ukraine right away, but I can get this here. I can get the second prize. Ukraine's not going anywhere, but I I can grab Kazakhstan out of the grasp of the Turks and the Chinese. That's how I see it too. You know, and it's been suggested to me by knowledgeable forces that uh, what's going on at Kazakhstan is being driven by the same forces from America that led to the unrest in Ukraine that kicked out Soviet-friendly politicians. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we're in there creating mischief. That's what I thought, too. That's really interesting. But, uh, you know, I was also reading Russia's taking this very seriously. They, they send in paratroopers and the Spetsnaz. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're in there in force. Wow. Um, but I don't think it has the, the potential to spread, do you? I think it's a contained conflict. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, but just by nature, because they can't go any further south. It's Afghanistan, right? And Iran, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't think so. I mean, Russia would be would be delighted, delighted to recapture Kazakhstan. You see how huge Kazakhstan is? Yeah, massive. 
and the, the potential economic potential is incredible, which would help them, you know, in terms of competing with us. Um, let's look at the EU before we close, because the EU traditionally has been uh, our most reliable trading partner. And I say reliable as we're not thinking about fighting wars against Europe. But Europe's really in trouble. Putin's squeezing them with energy. Uh, they're, they've made terrible economic decisions in Europe. Uh, their currency is close to freefall, or should I say hyperinflation? I mean, how do you see what's going on there? Yeah, and in fact, uh, I don't know, Europe's like, I don't know, it's committing mass suicide. Um, you know, their, their pandemic response has been extremely authoritarian. Their, their climate response has been awful. Their economic activity is nil. And um, and now they're kind of they're kind of being squeezed in many directions. And China now is actually uh, Europe's bigger bigger trading partner than the United States. So you know, but within Europe itself, you know, the eastern half of the European Union is opposed to Brussels. The western half has already broke off with the United Kingdom, and I think the um, the Nordic states kind of just beat to their own drum, you know. And so uh, it's really, um, really fascinating what's going on over there. But I always said Europe is going to fall first, and that's coming true right now. And what will that mean for us for, and for the uh-huh. average person? Uh, well, it, well, America is just going to become dominant. So, um, but you know, it's going to affect. It's going to affect you know things here and there, right? Because we sell into Europe, and Europe sells into us. But there's nothing that Europe has that we absolutely require, right? So for us, it's just going to be more of like, are we going to get sucked into something again, hmm, like, we did, like we did twice in the last century? So yeah, I don't see how that could happen, though. Uh, I don't yeah, think I don't, I don't think we're going to go to war to help Europe get cheaper energy. Oh no, I, I think that's over. I agree with you. You know, there's a lot of. There's a lot of fussing going on right now saying, you know, basically the Western Hemisphere should just decouple from the world. So, um, but, you know, look, the elites are all Europe-centric, right? So it's, um, um, you know, they, 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 view, they view them as those, those elites as kindred spirits with each other. So we're just going to have to Is, uh, see. The U.K., since they left... Uh uh, the European Union, do they have a better chance of economic survival as a result? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, set aside all the goofy rhetoric that you hear, um, Boris Johnson is going to make the United Kingdom energy independent through nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. So, um, the United Kingdom has a very robust technology sector, very robust military. They can project power. So, I think they're in, uh, they're, they're in pretty good shape, okay. And then you know we're five eyesing it. Well, New Zealand's on the shelf at the moment because we just don't trust Ahern. She, you know, she just tells China everything. So, um, but you know, Australia, United Kingdom, United States, Canada. You know, uh, you notice you're starting to see an Anglo block. I put India in that block, and I put Israel in that block too. Mm-hmm. I agree so, with you. 
That's a strong block. And I agree with the decoupling concept, uh, your observation on that. And it would certainly make George Washington happy uh, <laughs> with his uh, uh, no, avoid foreign entanglements. Um, but and and I and certainly we could decouple, but I wonder if that would increase an alliance on the other side, and we'd end up in a war anyway. I mean, the spinoff effects are just mind-boggling. Um, back to trade genius for a second here, because I, I want to make sure that uh, we recap this, because people ask me all the time when I don't cover this. Um, you have a um, a special available to get into trade genius where you guys are absolutely kicking butt and taking names and that special is good through this saturday the 15th at midnight and uh, you get 65 percent off the uh, bundled items and the non-bundled items you get 40 percent off the coupon code is is it holiday you know i i have to double check either people put in holiday or winter and it should work Okay, we'll say when I think he said winter early on, and I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so they have until the fifteenth to do this, folks. I'm going to tell you, people really, really like Trade Genius, and and Bob, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing your insights on this because we're not hearing these kind of discussions in many places in the American media. So I do appreciate you coming on. No, thanks for having me, Dave. Take care. Bye bye. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Nova Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more 
Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.